go to Google, type in medieval songs, remixes, and treat yourself. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of 13 Reasons Why, season two, the 13th episode, and season three, the first episode of that season. Let's start off with 213 entitled. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. This episode was written by Brian Yorkie and directed by Cal Patrick Alvarez. I gave this episode a 9 out of 10. I wrote these notes yesterday and I afterwards did a like five hour drive. Then I got distracted by YouTube videos of medieval works that include candy shop and because i got high by afro man i could not stop laughing hysterically i was on the floor just chuckling away and i completely lost track of time and it was 3 a.m and i was like holy shit where doth my life go and i did not record and now after a day of manic monday my mind is very blank so i will have to refer to my chicken scratch that is my notes and uh hopefully it will all come back to me (laughs) the episode opened rather brilliantly on jessica's testimony addressing bryce still in the ridiculous ass glasses she asked to address him directly monologuing about what he did to her and she even has the courage to look at him to tell him to basically kiss her ass then it it uh transitions to hannah and it's relevant so i was like okay she's kind of standing up for her too even though this is you know he's accused of a crime and it's not to say that the victim that did not step forward should not be i guess honored in a way especially by jessica that is her friend however this is not hannah's rape trial he is on trial for the rape of jessica um what's her last name i don't remember right now (laughs) but that is who he's on trial for and the show really wants us to focus on the one that has quite frankly made a lot of people suicidal and depressed um instead of coming forward and eventually took her own life and that's very sad it really is however they need to do a better job of highlighting and hopefully that's what season three will do the other people 
that are dealing with trauma of their own on top of the trauma that related to hannah baker and i'm just so ready to move on from her because when we then transition from hannah to fucking olivia baker i lost it i don't think y'all even understood how much i lost it in that moment because she is basically not a character i approve of whatsoever now it turns out that hannah baker was a very popular character when this show first came out well surprise surprise (laughs) surprise surprise that hannah baker and olivia baker would be the people we would lift up as the ultimate victims and yet everything around the chaos that is them is not addressed because that sounds like i mean it's basically the reason why white women voted for trump it's (laughs) i cannot explain something that makes no sense and as me me and i have said redundantly so if you've been listening all the way to this point of us ranting over and over again that there is almost no responsibility out of the character of olivia baker and there's a whole lot of equal culpability in the character that is one hannah baker you know it's a tragedy all around however you have to also analyze the situation in which the tragedy befell itself and there's a lot to be learned engaged from that and i think that olivia baker is just the worst <laughs> she is she's not a person i would consider a good mother not even by half i understand you made mistakes but if you are gonna uh, like you made a lot of mistakes a lot and you taught your daughter a lot of behaviors that were unfortunately for her causing negativity in her personal life and it very much stems from that thing i tell everybody which is love thyself first before you can ever love anyone else or seek love from anyone else in a relationship uh, type of environment and you also should feel secure in the love of your parents and i don't feel as if hannah baker was secure in the love of her parents and thus went very very head over backwards searching for that type of connection with boys and i you know that's a whole conversation that needs to be had and addressed but i don't even want to talk about it anymore because i'm that over this storyline but in the next moment i got what they were doing they were showcasing that every woman has probably been sexually assaulted or uh if not physically sexually assaulted in their lifetime and how it's something that every woman seems to have to go through and there's some fact to that i do believe that is is probably true because men are trash (laughs) they just are and you just got many out there that think they own the entire world that's why some of us is like i'm not about to settle for these trash ass son of a bitches because that's why most of them are getting trashier like remember back in the day in like england and britain you couldn't even 
grab a woman like it was fucked up when she was married to her (laughs) but during the courtship when you did not own a woman you could not touch her that was inappropriate there were rules there were manners to a courtship and even what would happen and what the rules were on how you could treat your wife there there was a certain propriety on top of that as well so i mean women have been suffering at the behest of men in some capacity since they decided that they no longer wanted to have to prostrate themselves to have sex with us so they've been making a whole bunch of rules in the meantime to make sure that they are the dominant species when in fact they are the less smart one and it's been that way all along we need to take back ownership of that and that's why anytime a man touches you nowadays lady just just stab him like fuck it i'm not about to get i'm not about to go i'm just just get a taser we all need to just go to boxing classes we need to start whooping ass i bet you any amount of money we start getting enough stories out there where like woman touch or man touch girl's ass and he was in the hospital with broken legs and then you go get that good ass attorney that gets you walking through the courtroom and then you come out with your uh not guilty sticker get enough of them cases out there men will start thinking twice start thinking hella twice like i don't know this bitch might kill me today if i touch her they have to start thinking about it make them think about it but also women raise your damn kids better boys better (laughs) i know sometimes they get out with other boys and they devolve and ain't nothing you can do but if you can keep the leash on them from a young age all the way up until because my uh aunt had a son single he yeah she's a single mother and he is just the most respectful thing ever the most respectful because she didn't homie didn't play that did not at all now bryce had a moment of twitching during her testimony but it was very short-lived because he shook hands very happily and applauded himself by only getting three months probation because he had been found guilty but california law says that on an easy rich time first offender the judge will clearly see this rape as an unfortunate circumstance that these young men got themselves into and we can't ruin the rest of their lives over this one bad decision that also happened to be like 14 to 15 more additional women but this is the only one that was able to stick there was no mention whatsoever of being registered as a sex offender and i'm a little confuddled at that because by the intensity of the rape like they were definitely going to be tried as an adult don't even tell me i mean clay is fucking 18 <laughs> and he looks like he is a 14 year old child trying to keep up with everyone else that is way older than he but alas he is close to the age of at least 17 at this point in time in the storyline or yeah or possibly 18 regardless absolutely and utterly no mention whatsoever clay is with jessica outside the courtroom and he apologizes to her but she said it was kind of expected which come on now everyone i mean the only one that might have been surprised was clay because 
anyone who was brown or black they looked at bryce and they said yeah that's why we didn't want to go to the police in the first place because he's made of money and they're just going to get off if anything this could ruin me more than it would ruin them but even if they i mean the good thing is they got the conviction like i said that was the win and the fact that they would have to go on the register sex offenders list both justin and bryce justin can't be released as it requires a custodial parent and his mom is nowhere to be found because she took his advice and that money and his ghost so if she is not off on an island somewhere gary done is it gary or seth seth i think is what it is then buried her in the backyard either way he is remanded to jail and he got six months probation was it probation or six months time i think it was probation and of course it makes sense that the one from not so good a means would and not the actual rapist would get more time than the actual person who committed the crime mrs jensen has quit her firm she tells her son and now she's working with dennis i really like the actor so i'm fine with seeing more of dennis and i laughed my ass off when i saw the actor oh god what is his name but they're both in star trek discovery together and they're a couple so i laughed seeing him as the priest in this episode i wonder if they're just like close friends and they're like hey there's a posting i totally like reference you (laughs) zach can't believe bryce is talking about playing football when he catches him in the locker room cleaning out his locker after the sentencing he's going to hillcrest which has allowed this He then says, well, I'll see you at the dance because me and Chloe are still together because she's loyal. And I'm going to come rub the fact that I (laughs) got away with rape in front of everyone because that's the appropriate action to do after such a serious crime. Mrs. Jensen is forcing the school to protect both Nina and all the other girls that Bryce had assaulted, Jessica as well tyler looks healthier back from the help he needed camp the last month school is keeping an eye on him despite principal bolin acting like he wasn't and there is a new counselor that checks in with him as well i had such high hope for tyler because what have i been saying for practically the last two seasons all this boy needs is for someone to get him the proper amount of help to stir him in the right direction and no one is doing that so you see then immediately even though one month seems rather quick in my humble opinion him coming back to school him trying to be more mature to handle things emotionally more maturely and the first thing he encounters or the first obstacle he encounters is Mackenzie, who is friendly but has moved on and i was like i'm rooting for you don't backslide just what i knew if i knew then what i knew now hannah's memorial in the church Let's do it like I can. 
Monty gets hemmed up by the popo about intimidating witnesses, including Alex, which is the sheriff deputy's son. And for the first time, I'm like, where is the abuse of power? We should use it. And this is when it would be logical to come into play. You can go ahead and let your son drive 100 miles down the street. You couldn't have produced one witness, intimidated somebody just to come forward, anything. I usually don't want to see that in my television shows, but this show is ratchet enough that you can go ahead and throw it out. I don't look at this show at all as if it is a serious talk about the issues in which they are presenting in this series because they do them in such a ridiculously outlandish manner that I refuse to give it the the seriousness like i'm not gonna sit my daughter down to have her watch this show and say hey this is a good good dramatic educational like no there's so many leap loopholes just to make the whole damn script work that it's preposterous so no (laughs) i'm gonna treat this like it is one of uh those soaps that always got shit conveniently happening bold and the beautiful young and the restless except this is teenage version half this shit wouldn't happen if most of these parents would actually parent at the memorial wake in monet's alex asked jessica to the spring fling as they're kind of sort of dating in the night i hear him talk the coldest story ever told somewhere far along this road he lost his soul to a woman so okay so if that was the case why was you not at the courtroom when she was giving her testimony and being next to her during that entire experience instead of clay that's question one question two when you gonna come out as gay because that seems to not have been addressed since he had that woody with zach and then woody or not woody zach had that weird moment but zach don't seem like he after the hannah episode is clear unless he's just bisexual that's possible to come out as but i don't know i was just really confused and confuddled that he was still on the jessica thing and that she's like oh yeah that's totally what we're doing and i feel like it was a pity (laughs) a pity remark more so then i'm really into you and we see at the end of the episode that that's clearly what's happening like oh you were so much there for me and yeah you shot yourself in the head and yes we were friends and we did kiss but then literally after that kiss she started talking about another boy named justin and she gives him hard eyes every time anyone sees them in their vicinity so i'm really very (laughs) (laughs) question mark question mark on how we got here i feel like this is a contrived threesome that i didn't ask for justin gets a warm greeting from zach and we find out he got six months like i said get you out of jail every time ryan is taking a semester off to go to asia and considering he is not part of the roster in season three this is the last time he decided he was gonna be on this season and show 
uh and the fact that he's even taking a semester off of high school to go to asia because that's just what rich white kids do or can do olivia is thinking of traveling as well and i'm just uncomfortable with the fact that she is best friends with all of these children and they're all minors and their parents don't know her at all (laughs) i hope her boat sinks and it's the last time i have to see that haircut her husband is listening to courtney's girl issues and just gives her this warm look and that's the last i even paid of either one of them the rest of this episode (laughs) clay looks like a walking funeral and i'm so tired of this look on him i just can't stand it but then he talks to justin and he tells him that basically his parents want to adopt him because his mom cannot be found and they only got him out on a temporary order and he's like um so i'd be your brother and he's like i'm not familiar with the lingo (laughs) sometimes clay comes through and he's like he is in episode one of season three and i love him but those moments are very few and far between he tells him that it was his parents idea but clay agreed and justin cries and i did really kind of lose my shit then we see seth is outside stalking him monty sits next to bryce in class still wearing them dumbass glasses with no prescription like um i want to get paid back against tyler for what he did to marcus but bryce tells him he didn't know what he was doing intimidating all them witnesses before and ain't down with anything now because i'm on fucking probation so leave me alone and leave it alone and they are done he also casually points out that his dad put him in the cast that he is wearing and he says i thought he would be the one to be some sense into you and i was like damn that's rather callous tyler faces an additional rejection when he tries to build a bridge with cyrus who is happy that he is better and apologizes for the negative path that they were on uh and also warns about the jack jocks jacks the jocks mad about the season like it wasn't the rapist's fault but basically they're not good mix for each other jess tells nina she is doing good and the sentencing was expected before catching eyes with still smitten justin at monet's who guilt trips clay into going to the dance caleb is really down for the teenage drama because he shows up at monet's and tells tony i left you three messages and you're dodging me and i get the impression you are used to men running away but i'm not gonna run away and i'm like is this behavior sexy the answer is no alex it is not i still feel as if tony has not done anything to earn caleb's loyalty or love and then we get the scene the scene 
Monty and two of his boys come into the restroom where Tyler is. He tells him he's pissed at him because he singled him out somehow, no way. Well, I guess because of the burn field that we are no longer able to play the season because of this. Now we heard last episode that Monty is pretty much counting on a sponsorship into college to get him away from his abusive dad so him not having scouts come out and look at him or having a winning team he takes in another psychologically wrong way in his mind because that is his escape and anything interfering with that it pretty much narrows his window mentally on getting away from the absolute hellhole that is his personal life at this time because either he's getting beat or he is living on the streets so he takes all of his anger out on tyler who tries to apologize it's horrible he smashes his head into the mirror he smashes his head twice onto the the sink then he sodomizes him with a mop what what the fuck i was worried about tyler and the route that he was going and then he seemed to have gotten the thing that stopped him on that particular path and then someone else who was also equally on a sadistic path been on this sadistic path for quite some time now i mean leaving a gun and a bullet for someone who shot themselves in the head is rather sadistically cruel and morbid so monty already was at the precipice of doing something uncontrollably violent and in this moment of him being able to take out that rage on someone who wouldn't couldn't fight back he took it to the extreme extent and this is what happened that's me saying analytically in the scene now let's drag it for filth first and foremost no one heard what the fuck was happening no one okay we all know and i mean we all know because we've been in school we have children who's been in school or we are currently in school right now the time between classes is how many minutes like three so if you go in the bathroom to use the restroom you best believe the first thing the hall monitors are doing is making sure people ain't in the fucking bathroom when a bell rings okay even if it was just time between classes and nobody came in the restroom no one stopped in you can't lock the bathroom doors that's not how those restrooms work no one can hear the screaming the breaking nothing nobody passing by there's not gonna uh, then let's get to the other issue with this thing why is there a fucking mop in the bathroom i have never seen a janitor that is cleaning the restrooms while students are on the floor like usually when they're cleaning bathrooms everyone is in class or it's after school so that's the first thing 
second thing no one leaves a fucking mop in the bathroom like that is honestly not even allowed and sure there might be a shitty janitor at this freaking school but they left the mop and not the fucking bucket (laughs) i don't know why that was bothering me but it was (laughs) i was just angry at that fact and then the other two boys just kind of let it happen that to me also don't make any sense it's almost like are these other additional rapists then why are we not going after them clay with your freaking um toot toot behorn you know captain save the whole school except you don't want to save the school it's just fucking hannah baker but that's something we've already ranted about enough i really felt bad for tyler in this moment and at the end of the episode i'm not surprised where he went i love alex and zach's friendship as he shows him how to dance smoothly with jessica i'm just waiting for this to turn sexual justin is still doing heroin despite the rehab and sees himself as a child there was also another scene maybe it was yeah it was at the end of this episode when clay comes back and he's like yeah you've had a lot of sex and he kind of makes a smirk i'm telling y'all he sold his ass or his ass was taken one or the other and i think that's why he's still doing drugs it's not just what has happened with jessica because he's still doing it in the next episode right at least i think he is i'm pretty sure he is i'm not sure actually we'll have to look at my notes i don't i can't it's nothing is happening off the top of my head right now nina is burning more photographs so i'm not quite sure what was happening here did she find other photographs did i confuddled then we have spring fling which is the most unrealistic dance i've ever seen in my life because one security is not outside that happens at every high school dance security is on deck like no debate about it so that's that's a drag for filth one to contrive a situation secondly there's no teachers or staff around not to be found i skipped a scene because clay teaches justin how to tie his own tie and they all show up as dates of each other tony justin and clay tony had left his boyfriend caleb because he says i'll come over to your place later after i'm done going to the dance with my friends and then caleb shows up at the dance to say i always wanted to dance with my boyfriend at prom alex and jess show up and it's so awkward as everyone looks at each other justin tells zach he would have been good for hannah and he's sorry that he couldn't talk to him before lamenting that he's the king of fuck-ups finally clay tries to get out of depression and dance including dragging new brother (laughs) justin and zach on the dance floor jessica kisses alex with justin scene you just want attention things get worse when bryce comes over to offer justin a drink he's sweating he's drinking water he brings up their long friendship and justin says he'll always remember and i think that's what's tormenting him as well the fact that he knows this person 
he loves this person that he hates so much clay comes over to protect his new brother by saying what the fuck you doing with him man i love the fact that clay's all aggressive now (laughs) i will give him that (laughs) like he is in full protective mode like papa bear bryce tells him he's a good kid and talks about starting over the slow-mo of justin i think letting all of that sink in i think was really well done i've stated it before i think he's probably one of the stronger actors on this show that i believe a great deal of the person he's trying to portray like he's not a particularly smart guy (laughs) he sure as shit is a little uh a little i love what she says don't be trying to give me that puppy dog like he definitely uses that i am a what's the word you want to call it save me complex for women like he's catnip for those particular women that want to fix or save a man that is in a way broken and um he knows that and he uses it to a certain advantage but it doesn't mean that he still isn't broken and i like the fact that he plays off of both of those uh emotions and then you have jess despite kissing alex with a lens on him they're starting to ruin jessica's character and it's unfortunate because <laughs> i just don't i can't help but feel like this is the moment where she could have said hey alex i just want us to be friends there was no need or she just really felt the need to be in a relationship with alex but also was like i want to take my clothes off for justin because he looks sad and i still love him anyhow while the baker tape club dance with clay during hannah's song i really just fast forward this because this was some lifetime drama i didn't need including clay's whole sad face justin and and jessica talk in the locker room i was hoping to god they were not gonna have sex on that mat when i saw it i was like that don't don't because they was like they missed the wrestlers they left it out i was like please don't have sex on that mat but thank god they did not do that um he asked how she's doing uh, and if he was she was suicidal and she says despite it all i was never that and it didn't even cross his or her mind and he said it never did for him too he wanted to be alive and i think there's something to be said for that like every tragedy is not going to make you suicidal some people when they're used to a certain type of i don't know expected trauma and so that's so shitty to say but there is truth to it like every african-american is going to know at some point someone's about to be racist to me i'm not going to walk through life not having someone look at my race and use that as a point against me in some manner so i think there are some expected types of pains or inflictions or just maybe even generational you know way in which we bounce back i don't i don't know because i think there is there's something to that every time and it's a not 
I wouldn't say it's a completely race thing. However, a racial thing, I should say. I do think that there is a survivalist instinct that is much stronger in African-Americans. I mean, it's basically in the the statistics for children, like the highest, healthiest babies are African-American women are we surprised by this no not when you follow evolution so that's what i'm meaning by and the fact that you know justin also hasn't had it easy so it's not as if this moment would break them i guess that's what i'm meaning to say like some people are built just a little bit more for tough (laughs) and some aren't quite due to the um the exposure equipped to overcome certain things in the same manner another example is people who survive in um like disasters and things like people who are already in their mind thinking about the worst thing and how they're going to respond to it versus the people that never ponder those thoughts and never you know have an escape route in their brain when certain tragedies happen those people that have the anxiety about the issue are the ones that respond quicker to anything that's happening versus the brain processing someone who's never thought about that they take longer to filter the information does that make sense it's what i was thinking when this scene went down but she uh climbs on top of him and they have sex later on when she's looking like she swallowed the canary (laughs) uh, she sees chloe in the bathroom who tells her i don't know what to do i'm pregnant all the while tyler is coming to the dance to kill everyone (laughs) and i did like the way they played out the scene with tyler him being very silent very focused just internalizing there's a moment in which his mom comes into his room and asks about his day and gives him a hug when he says it went well once again i don't know if it's just a me thing but why do you have a skull cap on sir take that off (laughs) you're not outside why is that on you do not have that on very often and considering you know that your son was bullied before and he was keeping it from you uh, they really just they can't be consistent with these parents for five seconds and then they really made me want to slap someone in, in episode three I mean, fully choke someone out in the writer's room because they they really need to be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> but like I said, I'm supposed to think of this as both of the beautiful. Or what's that other show? Passions. Y'all remember Passions? Anybody ever watch Passions? I watched it briefly. It was a guilty pleasure. So let's talk about the fact that tyler rolls up to the school and he is able to strap up to the t's all while outside the dance (laughs) i hate 
hate y'all. I hate y'all. This is not. He should have parked a mile away or something. Or just rolled. <laughs> Why? Why? He could have just went into school with a duffel bag. That's all you would have had to do. Then we have Mackenzie being uh, the one that tells everybody because he sent a text to her and she ran and got Cyrus. Cyrus told Captain save a person who is completely not equipped to save said person. The way in which this went down versus the way it should have went down, like I hate I hate siding with Zach because in the second episode he just feels like a douchebag. But motherfucker, you are not a damn <laughs> psychologist and I don't know if Clay would have been able to stop Tyler if this was the situation that canically went down like no Tyler was too the minute he got in the car and got the guns and strapped up meticulously outside Tyler was too far gone Tyler would have shot Clay and kept it moving he didn't want to be especially if Tyler was suicidal which we find out as well I'm not sure the words I don't want to lose anyone I don't I don't know I think that it's not his place to unilaterally decide for everyone to go outside and talk down a mass shooter himself without calling the police that's just stupid no one needs to be taught that because if some stupid little idiot kid like that's the the fact that we have mass shooter drills and the first thing they say is you can't even help your friends you help yourself and only yourself and you got a show that wants to address a mass shooter having someone go out and do the one thing they tell you not to do in the fucking drill ah that's why i'm like y'all need to really be careful because some people took this shit seriously apparently online like it was the gospel of a tv show on the representation of me and it's not it's just not um clay talking him down was emotional just because we knew what tyler went through and clay did not but i couldn't but think help but think you motherfucker you put in too many people at risk too many people at risk and then what if you failed you then i mean at least someone at least zach called the police because quite frankly there was no guarantee that clay would succeed and if he had failed then that would have been more people killed that could have possibly evacuated and you said seal the fucking doors and how can two people in the gym seal the doors <sighs> let's just stop right there that's why i wanted to be emotionally attached to this scene but i was very detached on how much they decided to disregard any type of just resemblance to reality (laughs) that i just it took me all the way out of it then justin and jess running out saying justin or clay jesus christ like like that would have been enough for him to be shot once again 
and then you had fucking tony rolling out up to get tyler in the car now all season long tony couldn't do shit because i'm on probation i'm on probation i'm on probation this one you couldn't babysit justin you had to be talked into it because i'm on probation but you got a mass shooter outside and you like get in the fucking car not even having one moment of what the fuck are we doing no has an ak-48 like he got a whole bunch of guns on him and you brown i don't get it at all (laughs) so while i was giving this episode a 9 out of 10 because i enjoyed it for its drama side on the other side that is would be reviewing it as a critic critic it was an absolute shit show (laughs) in between very very boring moments of the bakers on a memorial that was probably a year overdue to be quite frank and then clay's just standing there with the ak-47 and justin's like what do we do let's move on to episode three of season one or episode one of season three that sounds better yeah i'm the new girl written by brian yorkie directed by michael morris this picks up eight months later Uh, what was the score on this one i gave it a 9.2 out of 10 i liked it a lot better than the previous episode i didn't drag it as much although there are still some question marks it gives me more hope for the future because there's a new chocolate character and she has uh an african mother and a swahili accent and i'm down for it because she seems like she asks the right questions asks is not a word don't use it but she does that and she seems to be an equal to clay in the i'm gonna stick my nose in it business department we meet ani a senior at liberty high school she is the daughter of bryce's mother's father's nurse (laughs) hopefully i got that all correct and made those correlations ani has been mia this weekend and they moved to this town last spring mom is religious because she wants her to go to church with her next sunday when she gets to school after monologuing about being the new girl clay is being arrested slash escorted by the police and the two lock eyes in the interrogation room in black and white she says with much longer hair mind you she knows something about what happened and will put the puzzle pieces together in the present because there's a lot of flashing around here she runs up to jessica who didn't know clay was taken and points out that the spring fling disaster was months ago so why are they looking into talking to clay now and we see that clay is fleeing the dance in another flashback with the rifle in his car as police that i feel took too long to respond <laughs> to the scene are passing him by ani tries to call clay when we come back to the present in the cop car 
but clay ignores her calls jessica then goes into the library to talk to zach and dismisses dismisses his boys like um goodbye zach and jess don't seem on the best of terms zach even admits so saying he's not hostile towards everyone of late just her so what did they fall out about i'm guessing it has something to do with this homecoming thing that everyone is talking about um she may be student body president at this point in the future so that's also what maybe she came up with some stuff that he's not cool with because it looks like he is also captain of the football team but they both surmise that it might be about tyler that's when we find out zach is the one that called the police and that zach is also on crutches for some reason we find out a little bit later about that too there's a lot of mysteries presented in this episode that make me intrigued much more intrigued than i was about one whose name i shall not speak jess tells alex next who's limping that clay has been arrested and is downtown he's off that cane and now he's to ironically help zach who is limping around we find out alex and jess broke up and he points out that she said we could be friends but now she doesn't want to be around me at all justin goes to tony and he is working instead of at school so what has happened here and the shop is called tony padilla's mechanic shop they tell him that clay has been arrested as well and he tells justin they handled the april fiasco and the guns and it's best that you don't know all the details flashback once again tyler looks absolutely gone in the car with tony i thought the acting tyler did thus far this season is top notch as tony convinces him to unbelt the ammo and hand over the backpack of guns and i was like oh they still don't know what happened to him and it seems like he's told no one even presently as clay shows up to get him to take him home justice cyrus and zach all say it was a dumb joke to the police when they questioned them about what happened as they see bryce at the pd still smug and Ani remarks that she hears it all being the new girl once again in the monologue so she came in like there was shit going on before i even got here she also says this was bryce's last night at liberty presently clay is now 18 as he's being questioned and he's not being arrested they just want to know what he knows about bryce going missing after the homecoming game clay's like i didn't know he was missing they show him his bike lock that bryce had he's like i didn't know (laughs) i haven't rode a bike in quite some time and then they point out that clay was threatening bryce but everyone was threatening bryce (laughs) justin remarks he's at uh, he's gonna go down to the police station to wait for clay but ani 
sends him a text and says that she'll handle it so clearly she's got some seniority in the group that there are a few deferring to her so whatever her and clay's relationship is it got close enough that people feel she's one of the ones that can handle him then nora walker is just allowed into an interrogation room and she asks for info on her son saying look i know my child was despised and did monstrous behavior but he's still my child and i want to know what happened to him if he's hurt did he get lost do you know anything and he says no i don't why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying interesting because in the far present or future i should say ani is also a good liar pointing out that she doesn't really know clay very well and unclear about his influence over his peers but we see in the flashback or in the present i guess yeah in the present she meets him to talk at the pd and she clearly has his ear and knows him very well he's like i knew your nosy ass was gonna show up and they discuss the reason that he was brought in that bryce is missing something that apparently would have been discussed at home we also see bryce grabbing ani in some type of other flashback saying he needs her what's that about zach is now as i stated earlier captain of the football team with justin still playing he shows up he says uh (laughs) the one dude comes over and he's like um you gotta do better you got beat on friday or that's what zach says to the one guy he's like no you got beat i just suck and then they find out that bryce is missing from the group text and ani points out that jess has motive when she's talking to clay monty is acting like he didn't do what he did and i have a feeling it's because tyler has not told anyone what's happened principal bolin is talking to jessica in his office about the damage caused and whatever scene was had at this homecoming game by her group and many others who he remarks uh he is sensitive to what their group stands for but there has to be suspensions across the board including monty that we all hate universally and she's like oh yeah your precious monty will get suspended monty has been suspended so many times he should just be expelled that's another thing i don't get i don't really get how someone can show up all the time broken and beat and there's not a social worker involved but it's this riot slash uh beat down brawl whatever happened it is why everyone has so many black eyes because <laughs> everyone looks like they have been in a serious battle and he says you know the other school is talking about starting personal injury lawsuits jess is like i ain't regretting shit 
Annie and Clay go to Tony Padilla's body shop to talk to him and he says Bryce means fuck all to him now and he is still concerned about Tyler and Clay tells them that they're meeting at Monet's and Annie asks for a ride Annie is very observant I picked that up about her she can definitely see into people very easily and she mentioned several times she's used to being the new girl you know she's been to five different schools in three years she's used to saying what she means and thus i think her being in this situation is not going to be like these other type of tiptoeing assholes she's going to say what she means and get down to the bottom of things very much like clay except she's not going to lose her shit along the way clay notices tony has bruised knuckles and seems rather chill about bryce which both of them side eye so bryce must have did something to tony flashback once again they take a very worried tyler back home and the parents didn't check his room but they were so damn worried get it together marcelo control so we don't know what was on that flash drive and what was in that note but they didn't go in his room and find it even though they were so worried once again after getting a text about someone shooting at the school or a mass shooter being reported around the school and you know your son be shooting guns and he just came back from remedial camp yesterday tony and clay commit to their responsibility as they save tyler and stay to watch as he sleeps both wondering especially tony what drove him here saying you know what why i know he's been giving shit for a while but man and then clay says you're a good friend he says it's my blessing and curse they meet at monet's and it was zach we find out they call the cops that night the audience does but clay and tony were already gone so zach went along with the story to protect them if not tyler zach won't tell anyone and i think he was rational in this moment but it's not my job to babysit a psychopath in his opinion he doesn't know what's happened and up to this point tyler has shown very disturbing pattern behavior and it it would not and he didn't even meet tyler on that particular day or see him so yeah i don't think i would just be casually comfortable babysitting someone who like that would be a lot to ask for me personally i don't want that on my conscience because if anything goes wrong then that's on me and i'm not equipped to handle that no one in this group is and i get what they were trying to say like we saved his life because he would have killed many others yeah that's the good part that you're sitting here doing this yeah you saved him in that moment find a way to do it even just telling his parents you ain't gotta tell everybody just tell his parents and say this is what happened i think it's best if you move your son away he needs to get away from here this is not a good place for him instead y'all got him going back into the school seeing and having the person of his trauma literally blowing kisses at him because he can't speak about it and i can't ignore the fact that i just saw that and that's what they're going with in season two on how we're handling the tyler situation like bitch please get out of here with that 
Jessica tells Justin to stop giving her puppy eyes because A, it never worked and B, it was a one-time thing. She's with Alex now. Justin now works at Monet's as well and is freaked out that Bryce is missing. Ani points it out to Clay. Despite Clay being chill, Ani is like, aren't you freaked out just a little bit as well? Um, and he says he's fine he thinks that bryce is probably in vegas somewhere and i was like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh it did look like he got lost in her face for half a second she is very insistent and i like that about her because she ain't gonna allow him to just mumble like okay sure he says he can take care of himself and she looks at him like sure i believe that Alex tells Tyler that the police thing wasn't about him and that his two guardians are held up so Cyrus will take him home later but apparently his relationship with Cyrus has further deteriorated because Cyrus won't be happy about it or maybe he's just fed up of being his guardian and Alex allows him to wait with him for his mom to pick him up later. Tyler still has the flash drive Ani remarks that at first no one took Bryce missing seriously as she and Clay visits the carriage house. He says we prefer to call it outhouse. This is the room for Clay and uh, Justin. And I'm like, these bitches get a studio ass apartment. Never ever have I seen a room with a refrigerator. It's own refrigerator, guys. It's own refrigerator this is why these kids don't have uh why they have issues <laughs> y'all doing too much for them way too much you just say oh no let's just share rooms in the house after the whole year of you making absolute and utter fuckery of your personal lives keeping secrets and us being in the dark i'm gonna go ahead and put you in a whole nother part of the property where you could do things more secretly and we will not know Ani wants to investigate what's happened pointing out clay is always in his own head and stubbornly angry at her despite him saying he isn't she whispers something in swahili when justin comes back with some donuts when he says he needs to get some air and he just walks out and i'm like well if you know swahili y'all been on the intimate level <laughs> like when the fuck you know swahili like y'all was talking for a while then anyhow he's still wondering why about the bike lock definitely history um because he asked her that like how did that happen and she looked like she was gonna say something before they were interrupted by justin i pretty much died when he said i hate when you guys speak african <laughs> no 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 <laughs> she's like nigga africa is a continent alex's daddy updates him but he admits to knowing alex spent time with bryce last summer okay that's the one thing i cannot comprehend at all you hung out with your (laughs) with the rapist of your girlfriend 
when you were together apparently they broke up like a month ago so wow wow yeah maybe is that why y'all broke up because why are you hanging out with your girlfriend's rapist but apparently we can't say too much because justin on the other hand was best friends with said racist said um said rapist alex also looks to be doing steroids flashback once again clay is distracted and it's mr jensen that wants to turn the workshop at breakfast into a two-bedroom studio tyler is definitely looking broken and sodomy will do that to you and cranial assault because we don't know what you know and sodomy is the worst right because you shit in blood there it's there's you know there's splinters and things stuck that's not something you just get over the fact that he had to be in an amazing amount of pain the night that he was planning on killing everyone that's that's why i just didn't believe that clay scene whatsoever (laughs) not even a little bit uh even his hand movements though tony tells the friends that look something happened to that boy okay something happened to him the way the boys surround him though i thought was nice when he walks into school principal bowling calls clay jensen to the office and he freaks out but it's just courtney who needs him to give a tour to the new student ani the tour was adorable clay that i hadn't seen in a long ass time and i thought he was just very funny especially when he saw thought he saw jack jock bullying someone and he's like that's my brother and he's like and brothers should take care of each other (laughs) and she says that is the most boring tour i have ever or not the the craziest tour or something to the fact but it also the best tour she's ever been on she uses his assault of a student later on as a reason to sit at lunch with him and meets tyler and asks about clay immediately calling him out on internalizing he says you just met me how do you know that justin joins and she wonders how a sourpuss could have so many friends and he explains <laughs> justin lives with him they're adopting me he is so precious and she points out he thinks brothers should look out for each other and then he runs away justin saying oh he's uptight but he's worth it give him time she says how long he's like it took me eight years <laughs> i do like the brotherhood that's just adorable ani meets jessica who is ranting to the student body about the ceremony surrounding all the athletes and everyone celebrating their culture and she says girl i just joined this to get it on my college resume i don't even plan on being here that long marcus is gone and his face was bothersome so see you later didn't even need to know anything else ani tells jessica she should run for student body president next year as suggested by courtney and then offers to be her campaign manager after telling her she's often a new girl and thus skips the shyness and makes friends with interesting people 
She also likes robotics, which is uh, pretty cool. Ani then goes home, and this is when we get the reveal of who exactly she is. When in the dining room, there is Bryce crying his eyeballs out because daddy left a note and said, go live with your mama. I'm moving in with my mistress. (laughs) And mom is in the process of divorcing him. The man won't even answer his son's calls. And then he has to ask his mom if it's okay that she, that he can live with her. And she says, well, it has to be now, won't it? You're sick. So I see something is wrong with you. Yeah. You have a problem and you should have yourself checked. Yeah. Well, probably. She tries to, uh, extending an olive branch to you, sir. <laughs> you thought it was cool to drag her because you had daddy on your side. Now you want to be all humble. Presently, Ani overhears Mrs. Walker thinking it's not um, heard of those kids wanting her son hurt when she goes back home later but wonder wonders at the timing and if it has anything to do with this homecoming debacle and the nurse says that he was a good boy bryce that is and she replies no he isn't she also alibis her daughter uh who's crying and admits she knew the bryce that no one else knew and we see him watching her swim completely unaware he's a sexual predator Caleb and Tony talk about the possibility of Tony getting in more trouble but he says he has nothing left to lose and finally your uh person of color is brought up and you will be the first suspect if anything goes down and they will throw you under the brush bus not brush (laughs) well I guess it's either way and you also have a criminal record Clay investigates photos of the homecoming to try to get some answers with justin and sees that bryce is the one that tackled zach zach said it wasn't bryce that it was number 82 and then told clay that he didn't know at all who tackled him that night we get some interesting flashbacks zach is on a pier in his crutches screaming for bryce tyler got a voicemail from bryce talking about taking care of something and that he's all good and he should take care of himself jessica is staring at a bloody tape tyler has taken photos of his assault on that night and continues to take photos of himself alice is or alice alex is a steroid junkie monty is bringing brought in for questioning clay looks at the text he sent bryce telling him he wants him dead and he says shit shit indeed shit indeed at least there's a new likable character and i hope it won't be as much of a mess as it was last season let's get into the feedback If you want to join in the conversation, you can send feedback to blackocouch at gmail.com. You can send it written format or in audio format. Mimi has sent it in both. So let's hear what she has to say about episode 13 of season two, the finale. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. Um, this is my um, feedback for the season finale of season two. Um, episode 13 
I'm sending it separately because I mean by now you've already seen it so you know it was just the last what 25 minutes of it because it was a pretty long episode I was like I thought you know what happened to Tyler was going to be the end but then it kept going and then I looked and I think it was like an hour and 25 27 minutes so it was a, a longer episode but I know that um after that I I was very emotional um I'm gonna talk about that last because I'm gonna get my other points out of the way because that's probably gonna be the brunt of what I have to say okay so the first thing I want to talk about is uh Bryce because this entire episode he was his face was bothering me like he didn't even have to say anything just seeing his face made me want to punch him in the face like I just wanted to literally like jump through the screen and just fight him because the just the arrogance and the sheer like privilege that just eluded and just it just came from his pores it was so infuriating I mean let's be real we knew that Bryce wasn't going to get any time like that's just a given um I assumed he was going to get probation um and Justin got more time than him which doesn't surprise me either but I would like to point out that if Justin was a person of color he probably would be in jail Bryce um got what he got because he's a rich white guy in America not a surprise they rape people all the time and get away with it they could have they could be witnesses look at that one kid Brock who sexually assaulted an unconscious person and there were witnesses and he got three months or something like that. he literally had sex with a person he didn't know that was laid out in the middle of an alley and there was witnesses and he still only got three months so that just shows you how this world is when it comes to women getting raped um so that doesn't surprise me the other thing I want to talk about is Chloe because she is so irritating I cannot stand her and when she met Jessica in the bathroom and she was like I'm pregnant I'd have been like and bitch I don't care like she like I understand if you weren't ready to testify but to just get on the stand and straight up lie like that she could have said you know what I I can't do this I don't I don't want to do it I'd rather plead the fifth or something she didn't have to get up there and straight up lie because that just blew everything everyone said out of the water and she know there's pictures you know he sexually assaulted you while you were sleeping you were unconscious and if you're pregnant bitch what do you want me to do about it that it's your body and I didn't impregnate you so I don't give a shit like that I would have said that I'm sure Jessica could have found a nice way to say it I personally wouldn't have you being pregnant is your problem I don't care I have nothing to say to you let me move on that's how I would have handled that um I am happy that it's, it, it appears as though the baker's out of the picture. No more Hannah. They said goodbye to her at the funeral and her ghost walked out. So hopefully, I should say, her the hallucination walked out. So hopefully we don't have to look at her anymore. And praise Jesus, Olivia Baker is moving to New York. So we don't have to look at her again. So I'm excited about that. Not having to deal with any more bakers um, in any more seasons so that's a plus um I agree with you about Tony and the black dude he's dating 
and the black dude is too good for him and i feel like now i kind of understand why he's dating tony because it sounds like he didn't live his childhood because he was undercover and he was too afraid to be gay so now he has a high school boyfriend he gets to go to high school dances i ain't saying it's right but i get it um but i feel like he is gonna get sick of that that their high school drama and their drama is too much drama it's not even just normal high school drama it's too much i i wouldn't want anything to do with it me personally do look like he's in his 20s so he has to be out of high school for what like five four or five years he he i i feel like he should be sick of it by now um what else did i want to talk about justin being a crackhead still that doesn't surprise me he looks like shit and the fact that no one's saying anything about it is ridiculous and it didn't he doesn't look like shit like i just was just in juvie and i'm going through some things he looks like crap like he has he's skinnier he has like blotches and stuff on his face i just i'm surprised no one questioned the fact that he's still a hype because he's acting like one always wanting to be by yourself always uh finding excuses to go off like that that in itself shows uh that those are kind of signs the side note when jessica kissed him when they were in the locker room um right before they smashed i was looking at him like man i feel like he's he stinks like he just looks like he like his he has body odor and i don't know if that's supposed to be like i know he's at a dance and he supposedly cleaned up but he still looked like he was stinky to me and i gotta be honest with you when jessica had sex with him the first thing i could think about was why would you have sex with that man like we know for a fact justin ain't bring no contraceptive and jessica didn't even have a purse on her so she had sex with him wrong and he lived on the street and was a heroin addict now i'm not saying every last heroin addict has done some stuff and some things for drugs and money but i'm gonna say that most of them have and most of the time when someone is strung out on drugs safe sex is something they don't think about so the fact that you've had sex with him because we know he's already had sex enough to where he is considered a lot so he has experience so it's not like he would be keen to not try stuff because he's already pushed the envelope so i'm just saying like i was just looking at her like having sex with him while poor alex is out there waiting for his girlfriend you probably have an std now now you're gonna go have sex with alex and he's gonna get it like i'm really disappointed in jessica i can't say that i didn't see that coming i just really just didn't expect it to happen the way that it did like i would have preferred her to be more cautious especially considering she just came to terms with the fact she was raped and she just agreed to have sex with that or i'm sorry she didn't agree to have sex with alex she agreed to be in a relationship with alex seriously you got to get yourself together um the other the last thing i want to talk about before i go into the main focus of this me sending this this uh feedback early um is the whole scene where clay heard that song him and Hannah danced too and he was like all heartbroken and blah 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 blah, whatever and everyone came and hugged him like I am so sick of them acting like Clay has the right to feel this way you were never in a relationship with her she played you multiple times 
she didn't like you like point blank period you loved this idea of Anna and from the beginning we keep finding out that you didn't know her at all you cannot be in love with someone that you don't even know even if it's like I don't believe in one-sided love like if you love someone and they don't love you back that is not love you may think you're in love with them but you don't know them if you really love them and they loved you back you might see that you guys are not compatible when you're when a love is one-sided to me that is infatuation you want to be in love with them you want to be in a relationship with them you really like them but you couldn't love hannah you didn't know anything about her nothing that's why every time something unfurled you were so ready to just kill yourself because you were like damn did i really love her no clay let it go please let all of it go I don't want you to say Hannah's name. I don't want you to bring her up. I don't even want you to see her. You look at a picture of Hannah next season. I want you to be done with this because I'm sick of what it's turning you into. Hannah was not the end of the world. There is so much shit going on in this this season besides Hannah that it annoys the shit out of me that that's all he's focused on. Like your girlfriend literally just had a, a, a death um, brush with death because she cut herself too deep. And now she's moved far away and you loved her, quote unquote, and she ain't been gone a whole two weeks and you already up on the pedestal talking about how much you loved Hannah crying. Boy, get a grip. Seriously, get yourself together. Okay, this last thing I want to talk about is clearly the whole Tyler thing with Monty, because I got to be honest with you. I honestly didn't think it was going to go this way when we first saw Tyler come back and he had his hair was cut short i was looking at him like wow this haircut looks very dangerous and i feel like it was something they did on purpose so it made me think that maybe they were gonna make him like he was pretending to be happy or he wanted to be happy but little things were gonna trigger him like his the girl that he was waiting for now she has a boyfriend she's happy to see him but it didn't work out then you have Cyrus who was happy that he came back and was like forgave him and everything says he looked good but you know he doesn't want to hang out with them he just didn't think that relationship was going anywhere so the fact that everything kept like blocking him from going back to the way that it was I was under the impression that he was gonna follow through with his original plan and start blowing stuff up shooting people but what happened was so so ridiculously worse and i honestly wish they would have warned us about this like they did say something about sexual assault but they didn't they didn't tell us what was going to happen like the whole confrontation was was crazy this entire time we were worried about tyler when it was monty that was the the loose cannon that was that could blow up at any moment i i just cannot believe what the fuck i saw like there was just no way that that shit should have ever happened at a school campus i just it boggles my mind that they do shit like this and they don't like first of all nobody heard him screaming no nobody no passerbys or nothing like the whole he monty smashed that boy's head in the mirror so hard that the mirror like broke into pieces then he hit that boy's head twice on the the sink and it cracked that shit makes a lot of noise and let's just say there's only three teachers in this damn school 
nobody heard it i know teachers are in the hallways that's where they have to be in between classes and if this isn't in between classes and after school then there should be people why are y'all in here what are you doing do you know janitors know nothing like this is ridiculous and then the poor boy after like he sat there and told monty i'm sorry you know i understand you're upset and the dude lost his shit anyway and then not only did he try and drown the boy in the fucking toilet he sodomized him with the fucking broomstick that was like did y'all really need to add that shit in there because at at that point i feel like monty should have got shot and i don't care how that makes me sound he deserved to get shot you you motherfucker are crazy and now you need to suffer some consequences i there is no way you could sit there and tell me that i don't care what kind of home life he has that i don't care even if your dad did that shit to you that shit is not okay and you know it ain't okay because you had you went in there with a bunch of you went in there with some some of your your teammates and you covered his mouth and then after you sodomized him and the broomstick is bloody so he clearly has some internal hemorrhaging going on inside his body because there's clearly going to be some type of irritation and damage you just left him on the floor and we're supposed to believe that nobody heard that or nobody saw that i i would have wanted someone to come in there even if it wasn't a if it wasn't a teacher a student or something because if 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 that had would have happened there's no way Tyler would have even made it home to get guns and go to this dance to fuck people up. More importantly, the fact that he goes home and he's so, like, he's so, it, he, the way he was talking to his mom, the way he pretended like everything was okay, it was, it was really convincing. Like, he looked like he was okay and there was like he wasn't he didn't just have what happened to him happen he really looked like what he was saying was true i just and then the scene with the bathroom and we saw he's still bleeding all of this stuff with already the mental health problems that he has i'm not surprised i really honestly thought he was gonna start shooting just outside of the school i was hoping that he wasn't gonna go to the dance and he was gonna go to the like the hideout or whatever and and monty was gonna be there because that confrontation needed to happen i don't know what season three holds but after what i just saw i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i can continue watching this shit like i hate rape scenes i hate it like i remember in black sales what happened to max it was really hard for me to keep going like i wanted to not watch it but then i kept hearing so many good things about it i like pushed it aside and they didn't it wasn't so graphic you knew what was happening but it wasn't so graphic but this was graphic and then we're supposed to believe that these are high school kids which makes it even fucking worse like i i just i can't believe monty did this because the school canceled their season like that's not that serious and i just i I, it just it's so ridiculous i mean i i the the last scene in it 
when Clay finally talked him out of it and he took the gun and then Tony was like, get in. That scene in itself, to me, didn't make sense. First of all, why would Tony risk himself for Tyler and he's on probation? Why would he get in the car with the white dude with guns? Or would he let that guy in his car? And why would he, why would Clay call him to help with that? That whole scene didn't make any sense. I mean, at this point, I don't know what the text said. I don't know if I missed it because I was like sitting there. I was still utterly shook from the previous scene. So it's possible I missed it. But I just don't, I don't understand why they couldn't like, or call his, call Tyler's parents. If you don't want to call the cops, go find a fucking teacher. Like, how is this whole ass dance happening? And there ain't no adult around. Like, this is the shit that pisses me off. There is not an adult in sight. The whole parking lot's empty. Tyler can just pull out, pull it, pull, pull up right to the school, pull out all his guns and strap them on. Like, that shit is unrealistic. And they could have done a better job of making it look realistic. Have him pull up in the back or pull up far away wearing a trench coat and you can't see the guns something that whole scene was ridiculous but the whole bathroom thing threw me and I will never ever be okay with it Whew. I just needed to get this out so I'm gonna end it here because I I've already went for 17 minutes and I know I still got to get feedback for for the season one opener I'm sorry season three opener episode one so I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, meet me out. I don't know what you're going to feel about this uh, episode, but I am very intrigued to hear it. That was Mimi on her thoughts of the finale of season two. And it seems like we're on the same page. I think the Tyler thing affected you a lot heavier than it affected me. Or maybe it's just been a few days and now it doesn't affect me quite the same um i was a little angrier at the scene on how it played out that it it caused me to detach just a bit just like the ending scene i could not deal with just the asinine situation that they decided to play out in a way that really should have played a different way (laughs) and and that's as sad as it sounds but no Tyler it should have played out that Tyler went in there and maybe hurt one or two people kill Monty I don't know but it definitely should have ended with Tyler either being arrested like that could have been the moment right there where Tyler had to be get talked down from not killing himself instead of just being taken into custody but other than that or him being taken out death by cop those are the two i mean him being like you said arrested by (laughs) by the police uh would have been more likely because you know how you could just shoot up and kill a lot of people and just be taken very calmly into custody and if you were black you would probably be uh neutralized with the chloe situation yeah i thought that really came out of left field i mean i have less sympathy for her but at the same because when i say i love sympathy i feel like there's been enough signs she's talked to enough people that she knows the truth of the situation like you can't hear so many people say something 
from different sources before you start to go okay maybe there's some truth to this she accepted readily whatever story Bryce gave her because he got to her before her testimony because I remember them talking about it and he had made up something like she was passed out like it didn't he he came up with some story to tell her to make up for what she thought was happening and she was so ready to accept that versus the truth that she clung to that fairy tale fantasy story he gave her instead of accepting what he is and now that he's convicted like it really doesn't make sense that she's still standing by him but it also could be that there's no other choice or she feels she has to because everyone's already looking at her like shameful child you standing by a rapist whatever the case may be i don't care i just don't and i think uh that's pretty much all the other points i just agree with what you said so let's get into her feedback on episode one of season three she wrote in because she says uh as she starts off i'm kicking it old school right now because my ass was up until 6 30 a.m watching tv and woke up late as hell usually my son wakes me up around 11 a.m on sunday if i'm not awake but for some reason he didn't bother me until 3 30 p.m so it ruined my whole ass day i missed my run today i'm so salty anywho let me get this quick feedback out of the way so i loved 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 this season so far no more hannah praise the lord and i don't even remember hearing about her at all yes that was very nice and our new student is a black girl an african black girl at that i am so here for this i don't like how bryce looks at her i have a feeling that clay saw the way bryce was looking at ani and that's what caused him to send those threatening texts yeah i don't like where it's going with the fact that she don't know what she's dealing with she just like oh hey nice person that lives here (laughs) that the first time i meet you you're crying like like a little baby and you're just all sweet and kind and you're not coming off like the absolute douchebag and rapist that you are he was like oh hell no she continues not another one of my boo things you ain't getting my ani i knew when she spoke to clay in her language that they were something more than friends It may not be there yet, but it's definitely leading to it. Okay. (laughs) Finally, Clay is going to have a girlfriend that's not fucking crazy. Too bad he's the crazy one now. Poor Tyler. I feel so damn bad for him. He was sexually assaulted in a school he has to stay at and no one knows. Tony is smart enough to know something happened and that Monty is more than likely the perpetrator, but they can't possibly anticipate what actually happened. I need this shit to get out because I want Monty treated like Bryce and ASAP. Speaking of Bryce, everything he's going through is what he deserves and I don't feel bad at all. He actually deserves much worse and I hope his ass is dead, but I know that's not what happened. Girl, please, I think his ass is dead. Shoot, somebody killed him. (laughs) And he got enemies. He been all up in everybody's tea. So, yeah since i'm running out of time my last point is regarding justin is he still a crackhead (laughs) i need answers to that because he looks like shit and he it's been eight months so my assumption is yes he's still doing drugs until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic 
he might be still doing drugs i wouldn't be surprised if he's still doing drugs because you can't kick a habit in somebody's bedroom in a week you can't go to you can't go to therapy in jail and then come out and expect that shit not to oh not to work when you ain't still going to therapy it don't work like that you you were clean in jail because you didn't have access <laughs> you weren't in the network of people who smuggle in drugs and get it to you up from their ass navel cavities or whatever they do but yeah once you're back in the real world and that shit's easy to get he's gonna get it and now he got a job he can pay for the shit what happened with him and seth i thought he just looked tired because he's all he's working full time <laughs> and then he what is monet's the only fucking place in this town guys just like the movie theater or monet's they figure hey we ain't got time to pay any money on no more set so monet's is what it is whatever but yeah he got a job he on a football team he still gotta get his uh, grades up i figured just tired as hell but uh yeah so that's her thoughts on the the premiere of season three i just hope it's not too bad it doesn't have as many plot holes but that's asking too much because brian yorkie is still a part of the writing staff and just by his finale we know he's trash of season two so if you want to include your own petty comments or just tell us that we're being petty you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic.